morning. Welcome to chapel. Uh, Christmas spirit is already in the air, and Christmas concerts going to be this Friday and this Saturday. Sunday's already sold out. So buy your tickets and come. And today uh, we are saying goodbye to our two brothers, John Cornell and Roberto Villablanca. Uh, our seminaries, our Catholic seminaries who were with us for the whole semester and administrated mass for our students and engaged with us. So can I ask you to, and we can thank you. We gather to worship an infinite God, one who meets us here and one who fills our minds with wisdom, one who fills our hearts with peace, one whose love is boundless, unceasing, and everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Nuestras palabras y nuestro silencio Nuestras oraciones y nuestra meditación, nuestra alegría y nuestro dolor, nuestra desesperación y nuestra esperanza. Que podamos conocer el amor y la gracia ilimitados que se encuentran en ti. Amén. Today's reading is from the book of Job, chapter, chapter 2, verses 9 to 10. Pero su mujer le dijo, ¿Todavía te empeñas en seguir siendo bueno? Maldice a Dios y muérete. Job respondió, Mujer, no digas tonterías. Si aceptamos los bienes que Dios nos envía, ¿Por qué no vamos a aceptar también los males? Así pues, a pesar de todo, Job no pecó ni siquiera de palabra. Here ends the reading. Thanks to be God. Good morning. Uh, thank you all for being here today. Uh, I also want to thank uh, Campus Ministry for allowing me the opportunity to speak this morning. Um, <clears throat> so as we continue uh, with the limit Limitless theme for this year, uh, I have chosen to focus on the story of Job for today. Uh, the story of Job is tough to get through uh, for many reasons, if you've ever read it. Um, it's absurdly dark, one. Uh, Job deals with brutal loss, and many of us can probably relate to that kind of loss um, through uh, trying times that we've experienced in our life. Um, so, in fact, the story of Job has probably been referenced to us by well-meaning friends while we are trying to navigate through some dark times in our own lives, um, and maybe times where we've experienced hopelessness. Uh, perhaps we have uh, even been that well-meaning friend at trying times, uh, trying to pr provide comfort uh, to uh, folks we deeply care about, because uh, we feel it's the right thing to do. So the story of Job is one of the oldest, and some say uh, one of the greatest stories ever told. Uh, but I'll do a little refresher uh, for those who might not be familiar. Uh, so according to the storyteller of Job, uh, Job is a good man, and he's one of the richest men in his part of the world. Uh, Job was blessed with many children, 
uh, thousands of animals. Uh, he had many servants, crops, and a whole lot of land. Uh, Job, Job is living the good life, right? So the story goes that one day uh, Satan appears before God, and God asks Satan what he's doing. And Satan informs God that he's uh, just roaming around the earth, all casual. Uh, it's kind of weird, but it's part of the story. Uh, God proceeds to ask Satan if he has considered his servant Job, who is upright and blameless. Satan believes that he can get to Job, he can get Job to curse God by turning Job's life into the biggest dumpster fire uh, ever imagined. And God basically lets Satan uh, know that he can do anything uh, to Job, uh, except he cannot physically harm Job. So from there, uh, the events in Job's life proceed to unravel into a calamity in which his animals are taken from him or killed. Uh, he loses servants, and then a house collapses on his children, uh, killing them. Everything that Job has is stolen from him, consumed by fire, or taken uh, in what would seem like a freak accident. Uh, he's having a really bad time. So this is a dark... And this is the dark and brutal stuff I was referring to earlier. Uh, the story of Job goes on, and he breaks, um, he breaks out into sores all over his body, and he scrapes away at his body just to feel some sort of relief. So, uh, again, the, the visual, the storytelling, it's, it's really tough uh, to take in. Uh, the story of Job is very depressing uh, because... On the level of tragedy, the level of tragedy he's experiencing um, is a lot, and we're only in chapter two uh, of 42 chapters. <laughs> uh, it's a really a lot to bear for the reader, but imagine what uh, Job is going through. Um, so as I was reading, rereading through Job, it's been a while since I um, read it, so it was good to revisit it. And then I was reminded uh, of why I gave up on Grey's Anatomy se several years ago. Uh, so you're br briefly introduced to a character and you get invested in them, and then some unthinkable tragedy that would never happen to anyone occurs. Brutal. But for the reader or the watcher, we get to close the book or turn off the TV. A person who is experiencing pain does not have that luxury. When we finally get into chapter three, in what I feel is the darkest chapter of uh, the book of Job, uh, Job, Job poetically communicates his anguish. He's talking about how he wished he had never been born because his existence has been so painful as he has suffered great loss. My initial reaction to Job's lamenting and crying out to God was that I feel incredibly bad for the guy and he really needs help. Like, really bad. And I'll explain more about the importance of getting help in a minute. The story of Job goes on, um, and Job meets up with three of his well-meaning bros, and they argue back and forth uh, about his situation uh, for over 30 chapters of the book. Uh, when I say well-meaning, uh, what I mean by that is they're not being very helpful in the moment. Uh, we've all had those people in our lives that are trying to be helpful. Uh, maybe we've been that person trying to be helpful, and it's just not working. So going to jump ahead a little bit, spoiler alert. Uh, Job remains upright and blameless, and he upholds his integrity throughout this story. He questioned God uh, through all that Job, he questioned God, but uh, through all that Job, ex 
experience, he upheld his integrity. Many would say that Job had every reason to curse God, but he kept his integrity. He lived an incredibly long life uh, with uh, children and thousands of animals, including a thousand donkeys. Uh, do you know how many Las Posadas you can have with a thousand donkeys? <laughs> no, really, do you know how many Las Posadas you can have with a thousand donkeys? A thousand. <laughs> to switch gears a little, uh, I came across a tweet uh, this past weekend. I spent a lot of time on social media. It's where I get my information, my news, and there's a lot of bad things on there. And if you've ever got caught in the comments section, God bless you. Uh, the tweet was from an individual with a Twitter handle that made it obvious that they were uh, an evangelical Christian, um, something that has been part of my experience uh, throughout my faith journey. Uh, this person had a thread of tweets basically trashing mental health therapy and saying that all you need is Jesus and that prayer will always be the answer to overcome any illness or tragedy. Like I was mentioning before, uh, sometimes I take the bait from social media trolls and it ruins my night, sometimes my week. So not taking the bait from trolls is an act of self-care. I highly encourage it. Not taking the bait. Uh, I thought to myself that this person uh, must have so much privilege to make such a statement. I became angry because I am a strong advocate uh, for seeking out help. Uh, not only that, but it's downright dangerous and stupid thinking. I've sought out therapy when I've been in a dark place or even when things were seemingly okay. It's just great to talk to somebody. Uh, there is so much value in therapy. The tweet reminded me of countless times I have seen folks use the story of Job uh, to try and help others and not let folks go through the stages of grief. It's very important that we go through those stages of grief. Uh, I would think the folks misinterpreting the story of Job most likely have never experienced such tragedy in their lives. I was once surrounded, back in my evangelical days, uh, by folks uh, who would often play uh, what I refer to as uh, persecution Olympics uh, to compete with each other and to measure who was a better Christian or who is the most holy. Uh, that kind of stuff is not cute, and it's not at all the point of stories like the story of Job. What I would have told Job, and what I want to tell you all today, is that your existence needs to be a priority. Job is a story that has made generations ask, why do bad things happen to good people? Many folks, including scholars, have researched and written about this question forever. Rabbi Harold Kushner wrote a book called When Bad Things Happen to Good People. In his experience, he lost a son at a very young age. There was a family in Conroe, Texas that lost their son their, and their brother to cancer um, before his senior year at the University of Texas at Austin. He was going to be an aerospace engineer, and when he was satisfied with that career, uh, he was going to be a dean of students. There is no way to explain that kind of tragic loss to anybody, any family. Our community has experienced tragedy. We have all lost good people. Job had a lot of questions for God about what he was going through 
and God came back at Job with questions of their own. Uh, and then we understand God's power and love and that they are limitless, that God is infinite. Uh, he came at Job with some good stuff, like, do you know where the darkness come, comes from? I'm sure Job would have had some kind of answer for that in his state, uh, asking him, do you know where the thunder is coming from? Uh, and just had, a, for a whole chapter, just some really good stuff that uh, none of us would be able to answer. Oftentimes, we try to put limitations on God by putting them in a black and white box so that our three-pound finite mind can try and make sense of them and things like why good things happen to good people. We cannot put limitations on our creator. So as you leave today, I hope that we can take comfort in God's infinite love and power and that they have been here from the beginning and will be here for eternity. I hope that we can continue to be resilient and support each other through the unexplainable dumpster fires or tragedies that life will continue to throw our way from time to time. Be kind. Let folks grieve in their own way and stop telling people that Job had it a lot worse. That's not cool. And again, I encourage you all, encourage us all to prioritize our existence. Let us pray. Eternal One, your thoughts and ways are not ours. You alone are God, awesome, holy, and most high. Teach us the ways of faith and wisdom that we, like Job, may learn to truly see and hear and in humility find blessing. Amen. Eternal light shine in our hearts. Eternal Goodness, deliver us from evil. Eternal power, be our support. Eternal wisdom, scatter the darkness of our ignorance. Eternal pity, have mercy on us, that with all our heart and mind and soul and strength, we may seek your face and be brought by your infinite mercy into your presence. Amen. I invite you to share a sign of God's peace with those all around you.